figuratively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome, episode 43, Boot to the Face. I am your host, Chris Rucker, and I am with my partner, Marty Vasquez. What's up, Marty? Not much. How's it going, brother? You all prepared for this move? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes moving? I mean, it's... it's oh, fucking... Dude, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, my lease ended six days ago, or was supposed to end six days ago, and I was planning on moving. It's because I wanted, like, a bigger place, and... Um, fucking, so I'm trying to find some cheaper rent, and there might have been some other factors into that as well. Uh, then it came down to like, fuck it, I don't care, I will stay in a smaller place, pay the expensive rent, and stay here for a year because I don't want to deal with moving. I don't want to deal with getting the movers because I'm not moving my shit out of my my apartment. Um, I, I will have somebody come pull this heavy ass shit out of here. Uh, and I just don't want to deal with that with the, like a month and a half to try to figure that out. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a pass and just stick it out for another year. So I'm here for another year. So well, yeah. we'll probably move twice in the next three months because, you know, we sold our house, uh, with all the stuff going on with my son, we couldn't, we didn't want to rush into buying another house without, you know, doing the due diligence on it. And, you know, cause buying a house is a big fucking thing. So but ours sold, and we couldn't turn down the the price that the guy wanted to buy it for. So we sold it. So now we'll be renting a smaller house that's just big enough to like hold all of our shit, and then we'll be able to store what we can't put in the house in the garage. So we won't have to pay storage fees and shit like that. And then once everything kind of settles down with all the changes and stuff we got going on, we'll start looking again, and hopefully what is this? This is damn near September. Hopefully before Christmas, we'll, you know, buy a house and move. And so what and you're saying is new year's 2020 party at house rocker. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm hearing. We're definitely getting a bigger house and it'll be, you know, my, my, one of the main reasons we wanted to move, we wanted the kids to have bigger rooms and, and kind of spread out a little bit more. Cause they're on top. Our house isn't small, but they're just, they're getting bigger, and they're just, my God, motherfuckers fight, like, all day. So we're basically trying to put them in separate corners of the house, especially, like, you know, my son's almost teenager, and once my daughter gets to that age, like, it's going to be ugly. Uh, <laughs> at, that, uh, at that point, you're going to have to have, like, a, a separate room for Layla, a separate room yep. just for Leanne. Their two are going to be the ones that are going apeshit over each other. Yeah, and so what I want is I want a basement, a finished basement where I can just – go do my thing like podcasting or watching football or Madden or, you know, have my own little man cave and have a spare wanted, room in there for somebody yeah. who comes in business, you know, whatever. Just throw it out there. Cause right now we have a, uh, we have four bedrooms and the fourth bedroom is like my little office man room type joint where I got well, a TV. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you want to call it a man room while the cowboy shit up in there. Ooh, 
taking shots early tonight, aren't we? Okay. Well, somebody will be taking shots. Somebody is drinking White Claw. Uh, Marty's drinking Breckenridge right now, and he's he's really on my ass about me. I only have white. Like everything is packed, and what I do have left is packed up. I don't have much alcohol left in the house. I'm about to go clean for like the next two weeks just because I got a lot of shit to do. Uh, <laughs> so this has been moving with boots to the face. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought you were not watching HGTV, is that Batista you got on in the background? It is. I think it's his uh, live 24 or whatever it is on the network right now. Yep. So we got a lot of... Uh, not a lot, but we had some some big news break this week in the sport of professional wrestling. We had the the winner of the G1, and then a couple of other things were happening around the G1 finale. We had a return on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we already talked about SummerSlam. We had SmackDown pass. We the news of AEW selling out their first two. Uh, live TV shows, and we talked about the NWA. So, and then you got the King of the Ring announcement. So, we can start wherever you'd like to, Marty. I'll let you operate the the past. I mean, the driver's seat tonight. Uh, how about we talk about the biggest news of the week? I already know. The biggest news of the week. If you follow me anywhere, a bearded master, Instagram and Twitter, you damn well know what I'm talking about because the biggest news of the week, whether it was G1 Supercards, TakeOver, SummerSlam, somebody's return at, at Raw, uh, King of the Ring announcement, it doesn't matter. Why? Because the best female wrestler in the world has finally signed with the E. Miss Santana Garrett is now part of the WWE roster. She's at the Performance Center already. Working down NXT, she will beat Shayna Baszler in about four months, lose the title around WrestleMania weekend. She's going to have a short span, show up WrestleMania week, and win the belt at WrestleMania. She's going to be a double champion, or she's going to have two champions within the first year with the company, and say, screw everyone else because I'm the best there is. Um, fucking A, man. Santana Garrett, congratulations. The, the rocky year she's had... Uh, Losing the world championship, her father passing away at the beginning of the year, uh, her taking a, a basically a hiatus from wrestling for the first few months until she came back to return at NWA um, to fight for the championship, which unfortunately she's lost, which she should have won, um, and kind of started making her way back into the industry. Kind of wasn't really sure what she was going to be doing, and she's been training a lot, but didn't have no idea what she was doing, and and a couple months ago she made an announcement that she wasn't sure what she was doing, and here she is. She said she had a tryout not too long ago, and she posted about that, but never said anything about it. And then all of a sudden, boom! WWE signs former Impact and former Wild Champion Santana Garrett, and it is glorious to have her in the main roster or have her in the WWE where I can watch her every week. Okay, so here at Boot to the Face, we are both huge Santana fans, which was funny because when we started this podcast, that was one of the things we talked about. It was just like a random, like, wait a minute, you like who now? I love Santana Garrett. Uh, but, but I believe I believe the first time I mentioned her, I said something about Santana, 
And then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean Britney? And I'm like, fucking with it with it, man? You're going to fucking go there with it? You're going to go there with that shit? But, Marty, I can't just let you sit here and say she's going to go to WrestleMania and win the title her first. That's high like, hopes. That's not going to happen. Come the fuck on. That's not going to happen. <laughs> She as will. much as I would love it, I would she's love for gonna, her to be. She's going to be Shayna. She's going to be Shayna for the championship. I'll tell you that right now. I would love that, but I just don't want to. I don't want to wait four or five months for Shayna to keep the title. I'm okay if it if it builds up Shayna being a phenomenal, unbeatable star to have Santana come in and take the belt from her. Talk about getting somebody fucking over. I'm down for that. Um, it. I saw that. First off, congrats to Santana. That's fantastic because you know she's one of my favorites, and I. It's hard to find her her stuff on TV. Like I watched WoW, I didn't really love it. It was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't my kind of wrestling. Hold um, on, hold on, hold on. The best part, I mean, the first part of half the season when she was on there, but the best part about the season was the fact that I was there in screen almost every fucking shot and. That's that's why I watched WoW well, because once yeah. Santana lost the title to Tessa, she wasn't there the rest of the time. I'm sure uh, everybody watched Women in Wrestling to see you. I know. I'm just saying, hey, it happens. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I am kind of happy that they announced that this week because WoW tapings are about a month away, and it, I was going to get tickets to go in hopes that she would do a surprise return. That ain't happening now, so I don't have to worry about buying tickets to the show anymore. Well, Tessa's the champion. Barbie Hayden's going to be there. Uh, uh, no, she's not. I thought Bar- she was. No, Barbie Hayden is no longer part of the Well roster. Oh, wow. She uh, she just announced about two weeks ago, maybe three, that she signed a contract with Vegas for a like variety show, kind of like a Circus Soleil show. Uh, that has all that, like the acrobats and gymnastics and wrestling involved in it. So she's part of this uh, cast that's doing a has a um, a residency at, in Vegas now. Mm. So she's no longer part of the Well roster. So she's doing shows in Vegas. So she's inching closer and closer to. Uh... I mean, let's, Vegas let's is all, let's, Vegas let's is a, move on. Vegas is a short drive away. Let's move I think, on. I actually think I'll be in Vegas next month. Oh. Uh, what I was saying about Santana, she's I didn't realize she was 31. I thought she was younger than that. Oh, no, I knew I mean, not, that that's, not that that's old. I, knew how old um, she was. I, mean, I thought she was like 28, 29, uh, which you know, isn't a big deal. I just didn't realize she was in her 30s. Like She, she looks like she's 25. Um, and the world champion that came out, I don't know if it came out, but for some reason people were talking about it. Is that Beth Phoenix is younger than Shayna Baszler? I didn't know Shayna Baszler was thirty nine. What for real? Yeah. I heard this on uh, I heard on the Chick Foley show I was listening to on the way home today. They somebody had brought it up, and I think Beth Phoenix might have said it during NXT last year or last week. And by a couple months, Shayna Baszler is a little bit older than Beth Phoenix. I had no clue, but Shayna, Shayna, she's. Well, I mean, if you got to think about it, I mean, compared to Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix started off in wrestling, whereas Shayna started off in in MMA. You know, so she got a late start. She MMA. She had like twenty six matches or fights. Oh wow. Um, twenty thirteen is when she started with twenty with uh, UFC. So 
Damn, she had 26 math fights in, in, in like five or four years. Holy shit. Talk about a fucking workhorse. Uh, but congrats to Santana. I'm excited about seeing her versus, you know, everybody. I want to see her in Io Shirai. Io Shirai. I want to see her versus Charlotte. Uh, I, oh, I want to see her beat Charlotte so bad. I you don't want to see. I don't want to see the Santana with the rainbows and the. The all that shit. I want to see like the Britney Santana. I want her to. I want the crazy character Santana to come so, out because she was a badass when she was like that, and I, I loved it. Santana, Rainbow Santana, Batman Santana, Raphael Santana. I can I can talk about Santana all day. Um, I mean, I, I, could I, too, I, I she she was really. I mean, she has the kick. She has the moves. She when as the character she's been or who she's been for the last few years. She's been more of a like submission specialist and kind of do more like holds and submissions uh, compared to where she was in the past and with, with TNA. Um, so I hope that they let her do a little mixture of both. What I do hope is that, or I don't, is that they don't try to rewrite who she is completely and make her just in a, some kind of character that's brand new to the WWE. Which get it, I, we all know it's going how WWE works. Um, but I'm really hoping they don't completely rewrite who she is. She's gotten to where she is and done what she was because of who she is and what she's done. Um, adjust and, and make things a little bit different just so it fits the WWE. But she's had matches in NXT and on the WWE roster over the last few years as herself. And that match last year, um, Dakota Kai, she should have won that match. I'm just saying she was beating her ass the entire match and then loses at the end. Um yeah. Ridiculous because she had a fantastic outing. Um, I just, yeah. My question is, do you think that even though that um, Chelsea Green and Deanna are tag teamed up and doing their thing, do you think that eventually when she gets on there on the NXT roster and like really performs, like she's performing, do you think that we might see something with them, with Chelsea and Santana getting back together? Ooh, that's... That's a good one because they did I mean, have they, uh, they, multiple tag team champions across yeah. multiple different organizations. I'd kind of like to see them feud. I that'd be I would think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, um, the fact that Santana's kind of been the one who's kind of the more decorated performer out of the two, and that's the fact that Chelsea got there first. I mean, you easily have I got her first no matter what you did, and then you have the easy. Well, you got here because of who your boyfriend is, because he's the main jobber for the company. I'm Ooh. just, I'm just saying, like, oh, wow, that shit writes itself, and that would be a fucking fire kind of fucking feud right there. And the last thing we'll say about uh, Santana, if you don't, if you're not familiar with her, and you got WWE Network, you can go back to the May Young Classic, the first season, and watch her versus Piper Nevin, which was a great match. Like I was. I had no clue who Piper was, so I thought Santana was going to win, and then, you know, whatever happened, happened. But that's a match with her on the WWE Network, and then she's been on NXT a couple times, but she was basically there to enhance whoever the storyline was geared towards, trying to make them look better as they were going for the title. So she's got a couple spots on there, but I'm, I, I hope it doesn't take as long as it's taking Chelsea Green and Deanna Perazzo to actually get on TV for her, I hope she can just kind of shoot to the, not to the top, but at least just get on TV. Because I haven't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Chelsea or Deanna Perazzo's had a, an actual match on TV. They're just nope, 
yeah. doing the indie thing. Or not the indie, but they're doing the house show thing. Yeah. Uh, other big news this week. There was a retirement in the world of professional wrestling, and not a lot of people are talking about it. Marty, we've done many of shows, and you know how I feel if the Stinger wasn't a part of the pro wrestling landscape, this guy would be my favorite wrestler of all time. He's a movie star. He lifts more weights than anybody else in the world. He has combined. cheat days. Combined. Yeah, he has cheat he, days that are just legendary. more pancakes in a morning that IHOP makes in a fucking year. Yep. And just overall, nobody can say anything bad about him. And I was taken aback by this, that he just... I think he announced it what on Twitter or something. No, like that? he announced it like on like E in the morning or something like that. One of the Amer- Good Day America or something like Good Good Morning America or whatever it was. It was uh right. It was the day after the Shaw and Hobbs or Hobbs and Shaw movie came out, dude. <laughs> the Rock is retired. I'm sorry. I you, you you drink that shit and it comes up in the frame and I it just the white claw on your hand. It just it just it makes me laugh, man. Pinkies up, pinkies up, son of a bitch. All it's right. automatic. Like when I pick it up and I get ready to drink it, my pinky just automatically goes in the air because I'm douchey when I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, is there any other way to drink it? Just saying. It really isn't. And this is ruby grapefruit, which is that in which I had. That, I'm not gonna lie, I tasted that the other day and I spit it out because that shit was fucking nasty. So how you're you drinking know, that right now? Well, you know what's weird. All right, grapefruit is probably my least favorite flavor of anything. But of the White Claw variety pack I got, this is actually pretty fucking good. Really? Uh, compared to the black cherry and the the lime margarita and the other one I had, this one actually has flavor to it, which is very odd. So, right. but so you, I digress. You interrupt I us talking about the I raw talk about White Claw. <laughs> uh, you know, anytime I can throw you out there, I, I was going to. Um, yeah, man, like. It was on Good Day, Good Morning America, or something like that, and it was the day after the, the Hobbs and Shaw premiere came out, and it just like slowly came out, asking if he misses the industry and if he's going to be make a return, and he just slyly comes out, yeah, well, uh, I, I I like silently retired. Um, I wrestling, I love wrestling. It's who I am. It's because of that. It's where I'm at today. Uh, I'm grateful for it, and it'll always be home. Uh, but yeah, I I'm retired from the wrestling industry. I kind of I'm a little upset about that because I enjoyed The Rock doing it. The Rock is one of the only ones that could come back and it be a surprise. Like he's the only one where it didn't get spoiled. Like the, when he hosted WrestleMania and they were doing the, I mean I don't I wasn't into like wrestling Twitter back then or whatever, so it may have been spoiled. But to me, it was a complete shock when. They announced the host of WrestleMania 27 and his music hit. Like, I jumped out of my fucking seat. And the reaction from the crowd that night, they didn't know either. So, because they were chanting other people's name, because WWE kind of teased who it was, and they were chanting other people's name, thinking who it would be. Nobody expected The Rock. And I don't know, man. It's just it's a sad day for the wrestling world when The Rock retires. Yeah, like the only person, the only surprise that we really had uh, outside the Rock. Well, I guess we technically we kind of had one this week uh, with the return, 
But like the the last big return. No, because that one that one news reporter he reported that, and he's the one that broke that story. Oh, see, and, I didn't even know about it. I did, I was off. I was off social media, so I didn't even. No, see I'm that. I'm so, being facetious because he he bragged about that he broke. He said he said his tweet said something like, you know, Sasha coming back was the biggest wrestling story of 2019, and I broke it. Not Meltzer, not Wade Keller, and he went naming all these people. He's like, I broke it. wasn't it. even the biggest fucking story this week. But no, the funny thing was, is that dude's been reporting that she's coming back for like three months. Like He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, somebody pulled his tweets up, and he's been reporting like, every Monday Night Raw and every pay-per-view that she's coming she's back. She's seen backstage. She's yeah, seen and backstage. she finally came back, and he's hey, bragging man, about it. Play the fucking odds. Eventually, you gotta win a jackpot. Yeah, but to just go out like jerking yourself off in front of everybody like that because you because you've been reporting on something for three months and it finally happened. I just, like, want, I just want to go out there and say that I've been saying for a year and a half now that uh, Santana Garrett was going to be on the roster um, in a matter of time, and after she lost the title after the season premiered in January, that uh, she was going to make her way to the main to WWE. So I just want to throw it out for you. It was it was hurt here first. I'm boots to the face. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, not not uh, Dave Meltzer, not Wade Keller. Not fightful with Sean Ross Sapp. None of them broke it. Marty Vasquez broke that story a year and a half ago. Boom. Um, no, I'm uh, I'm actually really bitter and upset the fact that The Rock didn't show up. And I may have had a rant about The Rock a couple weeks ago. Let's go back to episode one of season two. Um, I had a pretty big rant regarding him not being at, at Raw reunion, which if he retires literally the week after – why wasn't your ass there? Like, because you retired. I know, but you could have made that. You talk about the people and how you're there for the people, and the people have you know brought you to a three hundred or a hundred three hundred million dollar opening weekend. The people got you there, man. You could at least give them the opportunity to hear from you in the middle of the ring that you're retired, or show up and retire. Um, hell. For all of we know, it's a fucking angle. And he didn't really retire. And his ass is going to show up at SmackDown Live for come October on Fox. And his ass is going to be there and start a feud there. Boom. You heard it here first on Boots of the Face. Um, He'll be there, but he ain't starting no feud. Rock is done wrestling. How much do you want to bet there's a match still with Triple H? I don't want to see it. Fuck Triple H. What about Roman? Sign me up for that one. I'm just saying right now. That's two months away. We just talked this last week regarding the bloodline going to heal. What if all, the Rock is the all, one that was driving With the all car. the Samoans, and they start raising hell over the next two months, Big Bad Dwayne's got to come out and like put them in check. And if you're going to get them to go heal and be the hottest heel faction ever, you fucking put Roman Reigns over to the Rock at WrestleMania, that shit goes fire. You didn't just hear what I said, did you? I didn't. You said what the Rock if, Rock lead the the bloodline. No. Oh. I said, what if the Rock was the one driving the car that tried to kill Roman? Oh shit! Payback. I did it for the people. I did I it did for it Samoa. For- <laughs> oh man, that would be fantastic. Uh, so what the Rock what, what if he came out and like, and we don't get like Samoa Joe being? He's like, I did it for the people. I did it for Samoa. I did it for Samoa Joe. Boom. I like Samoa Joe, but I'm just over Samoa Joe. Well, it's because he does the same thing, no matter who he's fighting. Yeah, I'm I'm over Samoa Joe. He's like the Bray Wyatt of 2019. 
Like he comes out, he talks good shit. The, and then he the looks, twenty, the twenty seventeen Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Bray Wyatt before this fucking he, weirdo he is now. Don't hate. Don't hate. I'm not hating. It just creeps me out. <laughs> like really, it just creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> um. <laughs> another thing that happened this week. G1. We can finally talk about it. What were your thoughts on the G1 finale? Uh, you could talk about a multitude of things. We got the newest member of the Bullet Club, and we have the winner of the G1. Uh, I mean, we can, yeah, go wherever you want to start with that. I'm good with either way. Let's talk about the newest member of the Bullet Club. How excited are you about I'm only going to say this because I know people that listen will probably get their panties in the wad. How excited are you that Hideo Itami joined Bullet Club? <laughs> I, I actually really like it a lot. Um, I, wasn't, I was surprised at first when I saw it happen because I really didn't see um, Kenta joining the Bullet Club. But it makes sense for him to be there. Um, I like it. He's making a splash. He's adding... He's to be honest, he's bringing more attention to the Bullet Club that really, outside of Tamatanga, really hasn't had much vision or um, eyes on them outside of matches for a while now. They've kind of been, kind of, even though they've been doing things, they haven't been as big as they as they as they're known to be. And so I think by bringing Kenta on, you bring another big name onto the organization and the group, and you bring some more attention onto what they're doing. Uh, you bring it at the at the biggest stage in New Japan outside of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, the 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 guy he turned on, I can't recall his name right now. What what's his name? Shit, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know shit about New Japan. He's well, the guy that had the concussions. Yeah, and I mean, after the, like during that match, I mean that match, I was on Kenta's side the entire time. I, I was rooting for Kenta. But then, like, the match happened, and he, like, turned on him. And people, I guess, like, you know, everyone was booing him and everything. And my thoughts were, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not, I don't, like, know everything about New Japan. I do watch it. Um, I've been doing so for a few years now. But I don't know everything about everybody there. And apparently, I, from, you know, Cal, uh, Kevin Kelly and what Rocky were talking about, it's not like this guy's, like, a, like multi, like, just enormous baby face, which I don't know how or how he was or anything like that, but... I just didn't see it. So like him turning heel, I guess it was a. It, apparently, they played it off as a, a big thing. Him turning heel on him. Um, I guess I'm not in tune that much to know why that was such a big heel turn. So if somebody knows, by all means, please share it. Uh, but him turning heel and then Bull, our Bullet Club coming out and helping him, you know, jump him and, and take him out. Um, I thought it was great. I thought I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a nice twist to the finale. It was, but my favorite thing about the finale was the winner of the G1 because I know that they wrestled during the G1 and I didn't see that match, but I will be watching Wrestle Kingdom and I am excited to see Okada and the winner of the G1 Ibushi go one-on-one at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, and Ibushi beat Okada in his match. Exactly. Which also last year, so here's the thing, this is what kind of makes me concerned. Last year's G1, uh, Jay White beat Okada in the championship, or in in G1. Jay White wins the belt in a Fire Net Supercard um, in in April. And, you know, Jay White beat Okada G1, losing the belt to Okada at Supercard. Um, 
do they really do it to where the loser wins again? Or do they do it to where the the winner wins twice and wins the belt? You know, and it's kind of odd how they do because the loser this time is the actual champion. Um, because personally, here's the way I see it. The fact that Ibushi beat Okada, he should get a regular off-cycle match for the championship in the first place is the way I see it. Why does he have to wait till Wrestle Kingdom to fight the champion again after he already beat and pinned the champion? Because it was in the G1. It doesn't ca- yeah. it's not a normal non-title match. It's in a tournament. You can't win in a tournament and be like, "Hey, I beat the champ. I deserve a title shot." Like you get a title shot because you won the tournament. So just wait till the show of shows. Yeah, but if you listen as- if you listen to Kevin Kelly and Rocky Ramiro talking um during uh, I don't remember what match it was. Actually, I, it, it was on the finale show episode, and it was it was a match with Sonata and Evil, and there uh, it was a, it was a six man. I think it was a six man because it was Evil, Sonata, and Naito were in the match, and they were talking about how the fact that Naito should be the one in Lij that should be the highest one for the championship right now. However, right now because of G one, Evil and Sonata technically are sitting higher than both of them, and. Or sitting higher than Naito, and the fact that they they announced that Sonata should be held higher and have an opportunity for the championship because he beat Okada in the G1 climax, that right there tells me. Right there, well, if they're talking about Sonata having an opportunity at the at the championship because he beat Okada, then why wouldn't Kenta have a championship at beating Okada or fighting him off cycle because he pinned him in the in the G1? Also, why does he have to? Why would Sonata get an opportunity now? But Kenta ha- or Obushi has to wait until Wrestle Kingdom. That's my like thoughts were on that. My advice to you is not to listen to Kevin Kelly and fucking uh, Rocky Romero. I I get my commentary from Taka Michinoku. The one thing we do know is that Okada will be fighting um, uh, Suzuki at the next event for the uh, for the IWGP Championship. We do know that. Wake me up when fucking Gorillas of Destiny fight the Briscoes again. I'm I'm here for that every every time they do it. Um, I just I think man, there's so many good tag teams and they're all spread across every fucking company and you can't get them against each other and it just annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Tag team wrestling is alive and well right now in wrestling. So if you like tag teams, like this is the time to be watching because there's so many good ones. And I don't know. It just that's my favorite thing out of New Japan right now is Bullet Club. You know. I mean, it, it really. Yeah, I mean, I love a lot of the guys that are in New Japan, but Bullet Club and Gorillas of Destiny, um, they always keep me tuned in. Um, they just do. I mean, I'm not gonna. Well, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Moxley being there, that's pretty big too. That that has me tuned into watching what he does as well. Um, so I mean, looking at the G, the, the finale, we had Jay White versus Kota Ibushi, and they both had two losses. Um, Ibushi lost to Evil. Oh, that's what it was, because Sonata beat the champion, yet Evil beat the winner because he ended up beat because Evil beat Ibushi during the tournament also in the second round. Um, and then he also lost to Kenta. So Bushi had his two losses to Evil and Kenta. And then Jay White lost to Goto and Ichi. 
Um, obviously, I think Abushi lost to two better performers, and I'm sure people who are really tuned into I, I, New Japan will probably bitch about that because they, you know, people love Ishii. Um, but I don't know. I, I just kind of interesting to see what they do for the next five months, and with those with those matches. And I'm kind of interested to see what they do with Lij. I really hope that they that nothing happens there. Uh, Evil Sonata, obviously. And I got to get an update out here soon. Evil Sonata is like one of my favorite tag teams, and they are my top tag team for our fantasy picks. Um, so I really hope that this doesn't cause any issues between them, especially with Naito uh, kind of being thrown in the back of the bunch on there. Um, I don't know. I'm just interested to see what they do with, with the winning and outcome of these certain matches throughout this card. Uh, me not being a, a New Japan uh, connoisseur, if you will, I have a, a dumb question. Does New Japan have women wrestling at all? No. Really? I, I, as, as far as I know, they don't. I believe that there is some women wrestling in Japan, and I think that they've brought them in a couple times, but for the most part, I believe that there's no women wrestling in New Japan wrestling. That's funny to me because I've seen a lot of people... Stephanie McMahon came out with a post about four percent of women blah 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 like speaking up for women and everybody that sweats new japan was in her retweeting her talking shit about how wwe doesn't even take care of their woman women and here's new japan the company that they love doesn't even have women's wrestling yeah like the only thinking back like the only women that i've seen or anything happen women interaction was brandy and her taking some some bumps in matches with Cody. Um, other than that, I really haven't seen much female wrestling over the last three years since I've been watching New Japan. So let me ask you this. Um, oh, we're about to get controversial, I think. So everybody's mad about WWE going to Saudi Arabia because they won't because of how they treat women. What's the reason New Japan doesn't have women wrestling? Are they just of the mindset that women shouldn't be wrestling or because it, it, it in the world that we're in right now, it seems like new Japan would benefit having women. Re- Cause there's a lot of good Japanese wrestlers that are women, especially making their name over here. Um, so why wouldn't they have women wrestling in new Japan? Just, I mean, and I don't know, so I'm not trying to get any shit started. I'm, I'm just asking, you know, it's just something I just thought about out of nowhere. I don't understand how people can be mad at WWE for going to... I mean, you could be mad at them for going to Saudi Arabia for other reasons, but a lot of people bring up the fact that the women can't go and that the women aren't allowed to wrestle. But And then they turn around and they mark out for New Japan, who doesn't even have women wrestling. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, just I, something know, I, I, I totally get it. That's, you know, I'm not going to lie. That's something I'm gonna, I want to look into that. Uh, because I know they have like all Japan pro wrestling, women's pro wrestling. There, there are women wrestling organizations in Japan. In Japan, yeah. There's I'm not just talking about New Japan, New Japan in general. Them, yeah. Like, because they're they're their own brand. Right. So, and I mean, I I know they have women. Because uh, I, you know, Santana would go over there, and I would see her going to wrestle for like. I don't I don't want to say the wrong name. I would see her going over there wrestling for different companies. Her and Chelsea Green and. And people like that. So I know there's wrestling over there. I'm just saying New Japan in general, you know, what's the reason behind them not having women wrestling? And what's the reason why 
all these Twitter tough guys that talk shit about the WWE not taking women to Saudi Arabia just turn their head to New Japan. Well, I guess it's that WWE bias. Boom. For the same reason why AEW is a million times better to dub than WWE to everybody when they haven't had an actual TV show yet and they've only had four four cards. Are you about ready to like turn heel on AEW like I am? No, I'm not going to. I'll, I may turn heel on the following, but I will not turn heel on the organization because I still love what the organization's doing. And like I said, I told, I, I, I kind of said some stuff last week in regards to not knowing what they're going to do and what are they going to do as far as the stable goes when they get to TV um, and not knowing that. And it's kind of uncertainty, all that's out there. Um, but no, I'm still excited for what they bring. Uh, in two weeks, I will be watching and paying my money to watch um, – um, AEW. I will be tuning in when they go live on TV. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited for them. Still, I it's it's all the the fans who are sweating it and saying it's the greatest thing that ever happened and all this other shit talking against all the other organizations when they haven't even done enough to do anything to be called out yet. And that's what I'm. That's what I get frustrated with. And when I say turn heel, I didn't mean cheer for AEW to fuck up. I just meant. I know what you mean. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more boastful every time WWE does something right. Not necessarily when AEW does something wrong, but you know, I kind of like I like the balance. I like people to be be fair in your criticism. Like if you're gonna criticize WWE for one thing, I want you to criticize AEW for it. I don't want you to immediately shit on stuff because it's WWE and then you give shit like the librarian a chance because that's the most awful fucking thing I've seen in wrestling in years and and people act like they're scared to talk about it because AEW is so fucking sacred right now. Suck my dick. No, they're not. Librarian sucks, both of them. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. The return oh, of before, Michael before, Cole. Be, before we go there, I had a question regarding um, New Japan. We talked last week regarding Ring of Honor show having like Four, 40 to five people in their car or in their in their. <laughs> I was event. gonna say four hundred. <laughs> we talk about we talk about how WWE has shows and pay per views where it doesn't look like it's full or packed. My question: So fucking New Japan G One Climax is like eighteen days, right? And every time you pull into that 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 one of those events and watch them, that place is fucking packed. I don't know how big the arena is. I don't know how much the filming and the, and the visual and the camera angles fill this up, but do you, you don't see any empty seats. You see the entire floor, the mid-tier, and the top-tier seats is completely packed. Like, if, if you watch the finale of G1 Climax, if you've watched, you know, a, mid, a midnight round, you know, a block B, night four, full to the max, if you watch Wrestle Kingdom – for the max, like literally the the opening, closing, and middle day of G1 Climax had the st- same amount of people in their in their event as the Tokyo Dome has for Wrestle Kingdom, and there's 18 days of this ma- this event. Like, how are they doing to where is, this, is like does Japan only have, with the exception of baseball out there? Do they only have wrestling for people to go see, and are they just giving tickets away to go watch? Because that place is fucking packed. All the time. I imagine the G1 is kind of like a 
like I mean, March we don't Madness. we don't have anything to compare it to here in America, but I imagine I, it's I, like I would NBA March playoffs. Madness. I would imagine yeah, March, Madness. March Madness. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would imagine it's something like that where people probably save their money. No matter who's in the tournament, they're like, we're going to the G1 this year. Well, which day are we going? Who gives a shit? Like, we're going, whatever tickets we can get to the G1, we're going. Because that's, that's something you can say that you did. You were there tonight that, you know, Abushi beat Okada. You were there tonight, Kenta turned and joined the Bullet Club. Like, when you have, you know, when you just went through the list of people that won and lost, like, all of that stuff is surprising and they're huge victories for certain people over other people. So basically what they're telling you is during the G1, anything can happen and anybody can win. If, you know, let's talk about w- if WWE did this and they had a tournament, you wouldn't expect Roman Reigns to lose one-on-one in a normal match with somebody. You would expect him to walk through it and win. And that's probably what will happen with G1. People can predict all they want, but along the way, they make it so intricate and they have people losing and went like Jay White ended up in the finals. And after two weeks, he only had like four points or something like that. And he, he was he at the lost, bottom of the list. He lost two of his first three matches. Yes. Yeah. He, he won his opening match against Jeff Cobb and then lost the next two. And and I'm pretty he, sure I, I could be wrong. I think when it first started, we talked about like how far he had fallen from losing the title at MSG to now where he's not even like in the top of the bracket for the G1 because he's lost so much and then he ends up in the finals. Yeah. So they they take their time and they do the they do the booking pretty good. So you don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of a destination thing. Like you said it's like it's got that March Madness feel to it, which is a great fucking comparison. So, yeah, I mean March Madness sells out here and you buy tickets Absolutely. to go to like Certain well, and, and like the crazy thing, no like the, the, the opening night of G1 was here in Texas, and that place was fucking packed. Obviously, it's Texas, so for us, it's like, oh, we're gonna get a G1 show, then we're all gonna go to that. So it makes sense as why is it you know it would be clo- packed out here. But yeah, you make it was you, packed. It was a lot of people, but it it, it looked packed. pretty damn full. But it was like, like half the arena. You said like anybody could win in WWE, and that's the thing. Anybody could literally win or lose in this in this card because there's so many matches. The points is them. It's fantastic. But like you mentioned, you know, Abushi beats Okada. You know, and to be honest, to compare that to wrestling or rest WWE, that would be like Ricochet beating Roman with the title. It, it, that's equivalency of what it would be like. You know, Ricochet is someone who's up and coming. Ibushi, as great as he is, he's still seen as a lot of people as with the following. He's still an up and coming star. He's not seen as a top tier champion. Yeah. You know, especially when he's been tag teamed up with with Okada, or not Okada, I'm sorry, Omega. Obviously, you know who the champion of that group is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's like you would never see that happen in WWE. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. That's I was just curious, like, what your thoughts were as far as like them being packed like 18 nights in a row. Just nonstop. I get Japan's like one of the most populated cities and countries in the world, so that makes sense. Um, but I, I just thought that was like, interesting that here we are in the states where every month we're talking about different shows and different organizations who can't sell out events, uh, and yet they're selling out every event they have. So yeah, it's good for New Japan, but that is also in Japan, and they kind of got the. They got the market cornered a little bit over there, but good for them. Like, 
like you just brought, like I said, that the analogy of March Madness was a, it's a phenomenal fucking analogy that it it just fits it perfectly, and that's pretty much what that is. Uh, and like I said, the the way they book the G one is. You never know. Like you can tune in any random fucking night, and you might see any random person beat the superstar of the company, and that's why people stay up in America all hours of the night to watch it. Damn right, uh, put that shit on at midnight. Boom, here I am. I'm not gonna lie though, because those people got the dedication. Because there is no way in hell I was watching every single block and night of those shows. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I did not watch 18 days of G1 Climax. Uh, quickly, Boston and Philadelphia, since we're speaking all elite wrestling, their first two TV shows, I believe, completely sold out. Uh, they're just selling out every chance they get. How long do you think this momentum goes to where they're selling out every every show? It goes until they have a bad event. Well, they've already had one. A main card bad event? Fight for Fallen sucked. Well, yeah, but you, here's the Fighter thing. Fest was awful. When you look at the, both of those cards, I didn't see those as big cards, even though they were pay-per-view matches. But I'm pretty sure they were both free to watch. Um, yeah, they were. I didn't see those as big. I, I, I saw those like, what's the one we just had with WWE? Um, Smackville, right? Yeah. I yeah. felt it was like one of those. You know what I mean? It was a show to get everyone and get the get the name out there, to get their talent out there, and stuff like that. It wasn't double or nothing. It wasn't all in. It just it wasn't those. That's not what it was meant to do. It was meant to get their name out there and get their talent some some showing. Um, so I don't consider those like being bad shows. You also got to look at where those shows were. Um, Jacksonville and Daytona Beach just aren't destination shows to go. I'm gonna go pay my money to go watch this pay per view or just watch this show. That'd be like saying, I'm going to go to Davenport, Iowa to go watch this card. No. I don't care if Seth Rollins is from there. I'm not going to go out of my way to go watch a match there. <laughs> there ain't shit in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cornhuskers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, congrats to AEW selling out another show. Can't wait for... The fall is going to be fantastic. AEW, Fox is getting SmackDown, NWA is coming back to TV. I feel like it. Uh, Wild starts up then. Well, no, there's... no, Wild doesn't do their tapings until September, so which means it won't they won't air until either December or January. Okay, okay. I feel like there was another something else was happening come the fall time, but anyhow, I feel like somebody's changing channels. Well, WWE's going to Fox, and now they're well, talking I'm not, I'm about. Not, I'm not counting out. Oh, well, we got NXT. Possibly. Yeah, they're talking about NXT going to either FX One or now it's coming out that they might go to USA. I don't know where that rumor started from, but you know, good for good for NXT. Uh, man, we've been talking a lot of independent wrestling. We've been going forty five minutes already. Let's get to um, let's get to the return this week. I mean, if you want to, we can. As Michael Cole would say, it's boss time. You better do that shit right. If I had to fucking do fucking <laughs> uh, the best in the world last week, you better fucking do it's boss time and do it justice, Michael Cole style. Then the would. kids ain't the kids ain't home. My wife Leanne's, is asleep. Uh, Leanne's asleep. 
But yeah, if Liang wakes up, own. hold on. If Liang wakes up, you know that's going to do you. That's going to benefit you in the long run. So don't even fucking give me that shit. It's really not. That's why she's asleep. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2.30 a.m. on East Coast, Marty. I'm not about to scream. It's boss time. The you know what? I, I, want, I want to say real quick. Before we get into that, I appreciate fucking Pinky's up. I fucking appreciate the fact that you're up right now, two thirty in the morning, fucking recording right now. And if you guys don't know, like, we got some obviously, you know, Chris is moving this weekend, so kind of you know hours are kind of changed, and obviously with moving, he's not set up yet. So we got to find a time to where we can make sure we get this out there and get some content done. But we keep mentioning this. We are going to give content as much as we possibly can to get where our goal is and get what we want to do. It doesn't matter if it's fucking 8, in the clock, 8 o'clock in the morning in my time or 2 in the morning at night your time. We're fucking going to do this shit every week. No fucking restrictions. No limitations. We're going to find what we can to do this because you know what? Let's talk wrestling. It's true. You know what the best tomorrow? I don't even care if you're not drinking right now because I'm drinking plenty for both of us and I love it. <laughs> So it's the return of Drunk Marty for people that uh that love the hash. We're gonna start a hashtag Drunk Marty. I mean, I can't get too drunk yet because I, you know, it's only eleven thirty here, so I still want to go out maybe. But <laughs> glass the number l- two. Oh my god, it's eleven. He's like eleven thirty. I still might want to go out. I remember those days back when I was younger and not married, where you could leave the house at eleven thirty, yeah. twelve o'clock at night. It sucks being single, but it has the benefit. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Hey, man. Just be careful. Uh, you can, I've tried to talk about Sasha Banks like four times. And you keep derailing me. What? I, yeah, I hope you know that. I, that's done intentionally. What is your beef with Sasha I Banks? I really wish like we could fucking get calls right now, and I can call Dez and have Dez jump in on this shit right now. Because that's, you know, when it comes down to it. The two of us see eye to eye on this. What comes down to it is that I really don't want to see Sasha Banks on my TV. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. I take that back. The blue hair, I don't mind seeing her on TV. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of her. I, her character, her attitude, she's horrible on the mic. I don't think she's as great as everyone thinks she is in the, in the, in the ring. Yes, yeah, she's better than a lot of people out there. But I don't think she's as great as everyone thinks. So I think she's overrated, personally. And she's horrendous on the mic. The only person, the only superstar on the mic that's worse than her is fucking Natalia. Um, and that's just my thoughts. And so it's I was I was I thought it was cool she came back, but I'm just not a fan of, of Sasha Banks. And I, and she, she's she came back and I'm guessing she came back as a heel, and which means that she'll be faced within a month. And then heal again by Christmas, and then she'll be at Royal Rumble as a face, and then probably WrestleMania as a heel. Um, it's it's she's the fucking big show of rest. Of, of Are you week. done? Okay. Are you done bad mouthing Sasha Banks? Because I'm not gonna stand for any more of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of Dez. Put your pinky down. I'm tired of the internet wrestling community defaming the good character. Of the boss Sasha Banks. Sasha I'm tired of Corey Graves. Sasha Botch? Wow. Wow. Are we really going to start calling out people that mess up in the ring? Cheers, brother. Cheers. <laughs> I'm excited. This is what we How talked excited earlier. are you? How we excited are you? Earlier, uh, you, better in the give week you, about... you better give me an excited boss time if you're that excited. 
I can't do it. I'm tired. Will, it's it's two thirty. I will apologize to Leanne myself. I will fucking send Leanne flowers and whiskey or drinks, whatever it is she wants to deal with your ass. Once she deserves everything for having to deal with your ass for as long as she has. Let's Listen be honest. Here. That woman is blessed beyond measure, having to be married to me for the past twelve years. Okay. Oh, twelve years. Damn. Yeah. September first, it'll be twelve years. Damn. This ain't just fucking. Woman, this ain't one sided. That woman. That woman deserves like fucking sainthood or something at this point. You know what? Fuck you. We're talking about Sasha Banks, and you're gonna leave her alone. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all the hates. <laughs> Sasha Banks is awesome. She's awesome on the mic. She's awesome online. She's awesome in the ring. Y'all are just a bunch of haters for whatever for whatever reason. Y'all get caught up on like one or two things on the internet, and then it kind of snowballs. First of all, and- hold on. First of all, I don't get caught up on shit on the internet. You know this because half the time I'm not even on the internet. Secondly, my issues are legitimate issues that I've seen. Not one. They're not legit boss issues. Bullshit. The fact that she's the boss but can't talk on the mic is a fucking boss issue. But she can. She not very well. And you want to sit there and you want to talk about how good she is in the ring? Who? I talk, I think I was talking Ronda about Rousey was on. the biggest star in the world. What's the best match Ronda Rousey had? Royal Rumble versus Sasha Banks. That was the best fucking match she had. You ain't even got to think about it. I'll tell you for it. It was way better than the Charlotte match. It was way better than the match at WrestleMania. It was way better than her squashing fucking, what are them girls' name with the tattoos and the, the crocodile fucking girl and the rest of <laughs> them. Uh, the riot squad. squad. It was way better than any shit she did against them. Sasha Banks has put on the best women's matches over the past five years more than anybody, including Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, I said it. Woo! Yeah, you're not going to get one of those out of me tonight. Yeah, well, Sasha Banks is better than 97% of the women WWE have on the roster. And the only one I would say that is better than her in the ring is probably Io Shirai. She's better than at least 70% of the male talent on the roster, which puts her in the entire echelon of WWE performers. And y'all are going to get off the fact that, oh, Sasha botched, blah, blah, blah. You know what? If you go back and look at some of the stuff that y'all claim she botches on, perhaps it's just really good selling. Oh, yeah, that's not it. Perhaps it's the person that she's working with, <clears throat> Bailey, that's fucking stuff up. Or your girl, Mandy. Whoa, whoa. I may be drinking, but I ain't drunk. So don't fucking go there right now. I'm just saying, if we're going to call Sasha out, let's call everybody out. Everybody gets on their fucking high horse about stuff. Sasha's one of the top women's wrestlers in the world right now. She's one of the top names. You don't believe me? Go back and watch Natalia say, my dad died a year ago, and Sasha's music hit, and you watch that crowd in Toronto, how they reacted to her. That's because everybody fucking missed her, for one. And secondly, because nobody... Why would you miss her if she sucks? Nobody, nobody wants to hear Natalia talk. She's the literally the worst athlete on the entire fucking roster when it comes to talking on the mic her promos are horrendous she's not the greatest performer and nobody wants her there unless you're from fucking canada or your name's a heart it it seemed like the canadians didn't want her either i was excited that sasha came out because it meant that natalia stopped talking it's no different than wrestlemania when hulk hogan's talking and seth fucking rollins music hits same thing. 
You just go compare saying. Natalia to Hulk Hogan. I'm just saying nobody wants to hear her talk. Natalia's not that bad of a person. Leave Natalia. What, what did Natty do to you I guys, was, too? I That's wasn't saying thing. What did Natty do person. to everybody? Natty's a sweetheart. What did she do? She just She's wants to fucking be with her husband and play with her cats. You know what? If I, wanna, if I want to see that, I will tune in to Total Divas. When they come back on, I'm missing that show. I think I'm pretty sure like a month from now, man. I don't know. I've been, I thought I started hearing stuff come back. I don't know. I mean, you know, some of their athletes or superstars or divas have been getting more active on social media. So maybe we're getting close to something, Lana. Oh, boy. Happy Rusev Day indeed. Um, I fucking love Rusev Day. Sasha coming back is going to do wonders for the Becky Lynch title run. I don't think Sasha's going to take the title for but I think, one, we talked about again at SummerSlam, Becky needed a match like she had against Natalia, which was a, a really good match. And two, now she needs an opponent like Sasha to beat because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Becky and Kofi are the only two champions left over from WrestleMania. Technically, Every- yes. Technically. Everybody else has either lost or won their title back since correct. then. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You go down the list and think of all the champions they got. I know it's a lot of them, but if you think Wait, of them, oh, the Intercontinental Champion, he's had the Nakamura. title. He's Nakamura had Nakamura didn't have the title at WrestleMania. When did he win it? Finn Balor had the title at WrestleMania. Remember, Finn Balor and Lashley were going for the Intercontinental Title at Mania. That's right. That's right. U.S. So, champion yeah. was uh. No, I don't cruiserweight, cruiserweight, buddy won it. Buddy, or not, buddy. Um. Uh, Fucking champion. No, Gulak's champion. Never mind. Gulak's champion now. Buddy Murphy did win it at WrestleMania. No, Murphy didn't no. win it at WrestleMania. Murphy he lost it. it. He lost to Gulak? I don't know. I don't pay attention to Cruz. Cruiserweight doesn't count. It's not a main title. It's fucking cru- It's purple. It doesn't fucking count. Fair enough. Unless we're talking about Barney and friends and shit like that. Nobody gives a fuck about the Cruiserweight title. Um, Nobody except Dez. And he likes. he hates on Sasha Banks. So that just shows you how good of opinion he has. I mean, uh, I'm not, you know what? I don't mind that, but then again, he fucking sweats Oscar. So, do you see? Uh, shout out to Talking Mania too. He, Dez went to SummerSlam, and it was cool watching their little his videos that he had with uh, him and Oscar. That's yeah, it's fun to see. I I gave him a little shit about it, but it's cool to see. You well, know, they like and they they were at a show tonight too, weren't they? They went to yeah. a show tonight with uh, the AEW guys. Yeah, like yeah. So they got some good videos. So uh, I mean, yeah, I. I love the videos that they put. They're very, you know, that's cool that they're how active they are on on Instagram, and we probably need to get that route too. Um, but no, I, I I love seeing the videos and stuff they post on there. I may have been talking shit earlier, dumping in them DMs uh, <laughs> when when they were talking about Dan's being on his phone on date night. I may have been throwing in, jumping in on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um. So Sasha's back. Her versus Becky. I'm going to love this feud. It's going to be great. There's going to be some shit talking. There's going to be some physicality. She smacked the shit out of Becky with that chair a couple times, which I love. Becky needed... I've said, I said this when Ronda did it, and I said it again. Becky needed her ass whooped. She can't just go around talking shit all the time, and nobody, nobody handed her ass every now and then, because it's going to get stale. She needed to get her ass kicked, so... I loved it. You know, I'm a it's a matter of fact, it's on the background now on your TV. Sasha slapped the shit out of it just then. <laughs> and Becky was not too happy about that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. Sasha like grabbed her by the hair and slapped her. And then Becky started kicking at her and she was not happy at 
at that little slap. So I'm going to love this. It's going to be a little personal. It's going to be vicious. It's going to be do we, women not do we end, each Do we other. end up getting Seth Rollins involved against her like costume designer husband? Like, do they get involved also? Like, fuck you. I'll, 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 I'll ruin your, your fucking costume when you come out, Seth Rollins. I'll make know, this shit pink. One of these next couple episodes, we're going to have a conversation about people hating on Seth Rollins and how I think right now he might be the best wrestler in the world. Didn't we but, just talk about that last week? That's it. No, we're going to get in depth about that. But that's I'm the, good with that because I, I love Seth Rollins. I don't. And you know, I you know, you know, Seth Rollins any day. You know how I am. I, I'm not a Seth Rollins fan, but he's he's really well, turned the corner. That, that's because you're bitter. The fact that he's going home tonight to Becky Lynch. Um, no, it's because he injured Sting. <laughs> I mean, Sting was fucking 55 years old. What do you expect? I expect him to not injure him. Well, I expect his ass not to be getting a match when he's fucking 55 years old. What does it matter? Batista wrestled. He's in his 50s. No, he's not. Batista's like 48. You better Google that shit. I will. I'm going to do that shit right this fucking Triple H just turned 50, and he wrestled at WrestleMania. Yeah, but Seth, but fucking Triple H is active, though. No, he's not. He, he had more twice matches. A year. He had more matches that year than Sting had in the five years prior. Sting's better than Triple H, though. <laughs> Way better. Like, not even in the same league. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not. I, I don't find Triple H, but I can tell you right now. And I told you this the other night in in a text. Triple H fucks up Santana Garrett. He's fucking number one on my fucking shit list. Tell you that right now. Mm. Well, I got T-shirts when we make them. Goldberg, fuck oh, Goldberg is fifty-two. Son of a bitch. Yeah. How was Undertaker? Like Infinity. Undertaker's the undead man. He's got no he's like age. Fifty-six or fifty-five or something like that. He's been a he's been a hundred and five for sixty-five hundred years. No, look up how old our truth is. It's gonna say like hundred and seventeen <laughs> years old. And he still looks like he's fucking nineteen. Taker's only fifty-four. Only. He's well, he's talking, older than Sting was when, when Sting talking, had that match with Seth Rollins. When we're talking about you know, there's there goes Sasha again beating the shit out of Becky with the chair behind you. Our truth is forty-seven. And that motherfucker is the most entertaining person on the WWE roster. Fight me on that. Oh, my God. She beat the shit out of Becky with that chair. Yeah, she did. She hit her like 11 times. (laughs) (laughs) Becky is so good at selling. I'm sorry. I'm watching it in the background. I'm distracted. Uh, We got to get to King of the Ring, man. We've been been going for an hour already. We've got to predict King of the Ring. Uh, What we're going to do is we have the break. I got nowhere to be at. We have the bracket for a King of the Ring tournament, and what we're going to do at Boot to the Face, we're going to go through and we're going to pick every match together and come up with the Boot to the Face winner, the King of the Ring, and see how see how close we get to the actual bracket. And Marty's drunk ass is going to keep score for us and tell us who we got and where we got. So, Marty, are you ready? Are you ready? 2019 King of the Ring tournament. The last King of the Ring they had? 2017. And we're not going to talk about because of the shittiest fucking rollout of that shit. I'm not going to ta- Who won? I thought Wade Barrett was the last one to win. Was that when he won? It wasn't 2017. I thought it was like 2015 or 16. Nah, was it that long ago? It seems like it was a while because he's been out for two years now. I'm afraid I've got some bad, bad news. Oh, yeah. Dude, I used I to fucking, love I that. love bad news, Barrett. I oh, my love God. That. 
That guy was. That he shit. came. I'll tell you how over bad news Barrett was. They let him come out in the middle of the fucking Hall of Fame ceremony that year and just talk shit to people. <laughs> yeah, the last one was 2015. Final yeah. was Bad News Barrett versus Neville. Ah, <laughs> fucking Neville. Neville. Uh. Um. All right. So King of the Ring 2019. We were just gonna go through. Before the we bracket. jump into like before we jump into the bracket. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the King of the Ring? Like, what are your I thoughts? Love it. And what are your thoughts about it being on like Raw or TV events rather than like a pay per view? Um, I I used to, the I think the King of the Ring pay per view itself is kind of overrated because they always had it like this. I think people people are misremembering how King of the Ring tournament used to be. It used to be like this all the time. And then they would have the finale or the semifinals and the finals at a pay-per-view. But leading up to the semifinals, they would always have on their regular TV schedule until they got the King of the Ring pay-per-view, which I think they only had a couple of them, if I'm Yeah, it was like from 99 to like 2002, I think. Yeah. Was the only time they did the actual... Before that was like the semis and the final were on there. But but after that, then from 99 to 2002, I think they did... Actually, I might even go with the 2004 is when they did like the whole tournament on those on the, on the pay-per-view. And so I love the fact that uh they're going to finish it out at Clash of the Champions. That's that's oh, is fantastic. That, did they announce that? That's what I I don't know if they announced oh, okay. it. That's what I heard I heard the finals would be at Clash of the Champions. Oh, okay. That's that's awesome then. I was thinking that they were going to play it over fucking Raw and SmackDown for the next two weeks and play it out that way. But if they're going to do this over and, and finish it out at Clash of the Champions, that's that's pretty cool then. Um, and then rumor has it that the winner of this will be pushed big time, like almost money in the bank type push. And it's revitalized people's career. It started Stone Cold's career. It, revi- it revitalized Austin Booker's career. Says I just whipped your ass. I mean, Ooh. if King Booker wasn't like one of the greatest creations ever to come from King of the Ring, the King the best of- thing that came out of King Booker was Queen Shamal. I mean, I'm, wow, wow. I hate King Booker. What? Yeah. What would he expect? They fucking was. First of all, he had just come out from WCW, which fucked. No, he didn't. He had been in WWE for like four years. Two years. Two years. He became King Booker in 2002, and the fucking invasion was 01. So he's only been there for a year. It was 2002. Want to bet? I'm. Because I know when I stopped watching, I tuned out like late 03, early 04. It was probably 04 when he was King Booker. Hold on, I got it right here. Booker T. My favorite part is when Marty when Marty yells at me and then he Googles it and then he's wrong. And he just kind of gets this look on his face while he's looking at his phone. First of all, his ass isn't even being popping up right now. It shows 2015 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad News Barrett. 20 or 2002 Undertaker 2001 Jericho. So, okay, I was wrong. It wasn't 02, so I do apologize for that. Fucking fucking King King Booker. Hear ye, hear ye. You know what my favorite thing about King Booker was? Was William Regal standing there with the microphone. Oh, hell, King Booker. Oh hell, King Booker, stand up! Yes, you, ma'am, stand up! Oh Oh, hell, King Booker! That's Marty's reaction to me being correct, ladies and gentlemen. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) The whiskey talking now. King of the ring. My cheekbones. 
King of the Rings 2019. Uh, Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. What was that? Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. It's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a great match. As much as I want him to win, I don't think he's going to get the push he deserves. And I'm going with Samoa. I have Samoa Joe winning this. I have Cesaro as basically a better looking Brooklyn brawler. That's basically I, all. And that's what sucks. I fucking love Cesaro. I love Cesaro since day one. And He's I actually thought he was going to get. I thought he was actually going to get a push, and then the whole Sheamus thing happened, and then that went away. All right, so you're writing these down. Um, yeah. So who right, do we got? So Samoa. We got Samoa Joe in that one. Next up, the winner of this match will take on Samoa Joe, Ricochet, and Drew McIntyre. So we talked they about this pre-show. They put two favorites of the King of the Ring up against each other in the first round. This is probably like literally. There's only one other match on this card that's like, it, who were they really going to go here? Um, but this was by far the hardest one for me to pick. Um, I, 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 I love the fact that Ricochet is in here, but I don't think he's the one going to get this win. I think McIntyre gets it over on him. I was leaning towards Ricochet, but I'll, I'll go with you on that one. I'll go with McIntyre. Uh, and here's and here's what we're looking at. Like when you look at this at this bracket, one side is there's a lot of faces on one side, a lot of heels on the other, and and I just yeah, it's just, it's just heavily stacked. I don't know. Um, okay, so next match: Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. I mean, Cedric. Really? Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll I will since you conceded on McIntyre, I will concede on on Cedric. I have Sammy winning this round, but I will I have no problem going with Cedric because that was kind of a tough one to pick. When's the last time Sammy won a match? When was the last time Sammy had a fucking match? He has a match every week and he loses almost. Then gets his ass kicked every time he wrestles. Does he? Maybe I tune out then. Maybe that's when I go take a you know a piss break or something or go fill my whiskey. The Miz and Baron Corbin. You got to have a face winning on this one. Got the Miz winning. Oh, I'm like, really? Do you really have four fuck or three heels winning on the one side? Well, I mean, yeah. When most of them are heels, yeah. The Miz ain't going to lose to Baron Corbin. He lost to him the first half of the year. And Baron Corbin's going to make his return and get a win over the Miz? Fine. I'll let you have the Miz on that one. To be honest... I really didn't know who was going to win this one. I just picked the Miz because Corbin's been gone for so long, but it could easily go the other way around. Other side of the bracket: Kevin Owens versus Elias. That's easy. Kevin Owens. KO. Yep. We don't even have to waste time talking about that. Ali and Buddy Murphy. That's going to be. I don't. I, okay, real quick. Are you? How big are you on Ali? I don't like him. I don't care for him. Okay. But I no, think the, the WWE, same page. I think the corporation is big on him though. Uh, I got Buddy Murphy winning this one. I have Ali winning this one. Just because Buddy Murphy's got this storyline going on with, with Roman. Did you I, see the match with him and Roman? Yeah. Fantastic. I, I agreed. And so, then Roman put him over on social media, too, after that. The fact that Buddy Murphy has something going on outside of the King of the Ring and Ali doesn't, I feel like they put Ali over since he got screwed. Since Bay, let's put it this way. We don't get Kofi. If it isn't for Ali getting injured, Ali was not going to WrestleMania. I no, no, I know that, but Ali being injured put Kofi in the mix. Okay, it right, happens right? all the time. 
Oh, I know that. But I'm saying that I think that could, that Ali was going to get a big push out of that. Not necessarily for the championship, but exposure and a push. And I think I this mean, is his. It's well documented that if they don't do the curtain call at MSG, Triple H is going to win King of the Ring that year, not Stone Cold Steve Austin in the course of history in wrestling as we know it changes. So, okay, so shit Buddy happens Murphy? sometimes. Buddy Murphy? Yes. I don't know how I just talked you into that. Because that one I can go either way on, to be honest, because they're going to lose the next round anyways. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Fucking Benjamin. The team that should have won the tag team titles <sighs> when they were a team. They were First actually of all, you know, more entertaining than I thought. Fucking Polly Shore doesn't deserve shit. <laughs> and now that he doesn't look like Polly Shore, like even when he falls, when they pull his ass up on TV, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, oh, fucking Chad Gable. Okay. Never I mind. thought he was on 205 Live now. Is he? I thought so. He changed uh, his look up. Maybe he's on at like 2 in the morning. 205, like 205 in the morning? Like, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Here's another good match. Yes. And Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. I, I have a two. Oh, dude. Did you see, see Did you see Selena Vegas post tonight? Posting as Aliyah? Oh, fuck. Oh, the uh, Aliyah was the the damned queen or whatever it was called. Oh, she was like posting like photo shoots from like Aliyah's like photo shoots. Oh no, I didn't and I'm not gonna. I fucking I grew up with Aliyah. I fucking love like not. I grew up with her music, not with her physically. Like, actually, grew up with her. Um, I fucking love Aliyah, and she was like her photo shoots and. Uh, Andrade, Andrade, or I got Andrade winning this. Oh one. yeah, Andrade. I thought okay. we moved past that one already. My bad. I apologize. You started talking about Aliyah and got all kind of sidetracked. I mean, it happens. Do you Most of these young cats think you're talking about Aliyah from NXT, but oh fuck, it's off my paper though, it? My bad. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what a lot uh, of these wrestling fans fucking millennials. Uh, now, I'm just going off memory because I didn't write any of this down. So we Samoa got Samoa Joe, Joe versus Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. I have McIntyre winning. Yeah, Joe's just not going to win anything important. Uh, Alexander versus Miz. Miz. I, have, I have the Miz winning. I got Cedric Alexander. I think they're going to milk the shit out of Alexander versus McIntyre. Because they their you match on Monday also that makes sense. Fantastic. That makes sense because he's they've had something going on, so that makes sense. I'll, I can give you Cedric on that one. Uh, then we got KO versus Buddy Murphy. It writes itself. Kevin Owens. Yep. Shelton Benjamin versus Andrade, and unfortunately for me and all the Shelton Benjamin fans out there, this is where his run comes to an end. And Andrade. What's his thing? Uh, Tranquilo. Tranquilo. Yes, I, I'm glad you went that route because I have Andrade winning also. Um, so now we go to the final four. Drew McIntyre versus... versus Cedric Alexander. <sighs> here's a, here's, before we go any further, I, we talked about this in the pre-show that we both think a heel is going to win. So I don't have... necessarily think that. I just you... said heels normally win it. Okay, my bad. Never mind. Then we have two faces and two heels right now. I'm. I have Drew McIntyre winning, and I'm not budging. I mean, that's fine. We can pick Drew McIntyre. I just, 
I would not be surprised if Cedric Alexander wins this entire fucking thing. To Goop, I don't see him winning. I just don't because I don't see where they put him going forward. He's not main title picture. He put him in. A, he was in the main event. He's been in main event segments for the past couple weeks. Yeah, but he has. He hasn't been the main eventer in that main event match. He's and been this is what the Roman King of the Lane Ring does. The King of the Ring elevates you and okay, puts you so over that threshold. Me, you're telling me that you think Cedric Alexander is a main eventer coming out of King of the Ring? If he wins, yes. Name name somebody he can't have a great match with. Cannot. I think that the three people that are left besides him are much bigger tiered Matt wrestlers than he is. Oh, I don't know about that one. Really? I think Kevin Owens sucks. I'm not a KO fan. His stunner sucks and is horrible, but I definitely respect what that man can do for what he does. Just because we're both two big guys, we don't give him extra credit for I'm being not. out of shape and I'm being not. good at it. Because if that was the case, we'd fucking be talking about Samoa Joe. We both can't stand Samoa Joe. I like Samoa Joe. You fucking think... said an hour ago you couldn't stand his ass. I never said that. I said I think he's not going to win anything. I don't like the fact that he no. comes out talks a lot of shit and he never you wins. You said that. You said that when we started talking about King of Ring. Earlier, we wind this shit and we listen to this tomorrow... You'll hear me. You'll hear yourself say how you're over Samoa Joe. Unless that was pre-show, then I'm fucking screwed right now. Yeah, and just because I said I'm over him doesn't mean I didn't like him. That just means I said he's the new Bray Wyatt. Like he just talks shit. He has good matches and he loses. That doesn't mean I don't like him. You need to listen better. <laughs> don't you be pointing to your bourbon. Fuck that. That's no excuse. I just poured my third glass. I don't think I'm going out tonight. <laughs> unless, I, unless I get a call or something. So Fucking we got Uber Drew McIntyre in the finals. And Drew McIntyre yes. will take on the winner of KO and Andrade. And I'm just sitting here thinking who I would like to see win. It worked so well when Booker T had Charmel with him. I think it would be fantastic if Andrade won and had Zelina Vega with him. I I agree, and that's why I have I had Andrade and KO my final semifinal there. Um, I think it'd be fantastic having the two of them winning. I think Andrade, out of all of them, who's kind of been in and out of the main card or main eventer, and like he's on. I see Andrade being a main eventer much faster than Cedric being a main eventer. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's made for it. The fact that he's a flair by socialization or <laughs> connection. Um, fuck. Uh, I didn't even think about that shit earlier. Fuck, he's going to win this shit. Um, I, I can easily see him and Zelina carrying over that crown and that fucking robe, and it'd be fucking fantastic. My only thought is that we have McIntyre going to the final. I don't see them putting fate, a heel versus heel in the, in the final. It'd be something different. It would be, but we both know that WWE isn't four different. I think it will be two heels in the finals. Okay, so you think it's Andrade? I'm cool. No, I, I Andrade being there. I think I, they're gonna. I honestly, I'm sorry. I think they should do two heels in the finals, just to kind of shock everybody. I think they're gonna go predictable, and it's gonna end up KO versus Drew McIntyre, and Shane McMahon's gonna help Drew McIntyre win. So you think McIntyre's gonna win? Yes. Perfect, because that's exactly. What 
my picks were. So Drew Mack with the win. Perfect. If you had to pick a dark horse, who would it be? First off the top of your head, mine's Alexander. Um No, my mine unfortunately would probably be said are actually Benjamin as a as a dark horse. That'd be good though. That'd be surprising. It would be. I would love that. The the whole um last week when it was like, Are you gonna go for the twenty four seven championship? And he's just like <laughs> and just kind of walks off. I'm like, oh, fuck. first time he's been on TV in like a month and a half. He's been doing. Just... He's been. He's done it a couple like the past couple of weeks. So if you've missed I, it. it. It's happened. I probably didn't miss it. And doing that little gimmick where he just looks around. I'm not gonna lie. I, I have ever since I teamed him up with with Chad Gable. I kind of tuned out on Sheldon, which sucks because I, I I respect the talent that Sheldon Benjamin has and where he should be. Um. But the fucking the moment they put him with, with fucking dumbass Chad Gable just fucking ruined it for me. Maybe not want to tune in because I can't stand Chad Gable. He's one of those guys that his talent is just wasted. In oh, WWE. absolutely, one hundred. He's getting that. He's getting that money. There's your boy behind you. Austin three sixteen says I just whipped your ass. Uh, I just I just saw a video the other day of I don't know if you know this, but Shelton Benjamin and MVP used. To team up in Japan, they were uh, damn, MVP? I can't remember. Montavious? Yeah. Yep, they teamed up in Japan. I can't remember the name of their team, and there was like a highlight package of uh, their tag matches, and they were so fucking good. Like, I didn't realize MVP was still as athletic as he was back then, but the stuff Shelton was doing was the same shit he was doing when he was in Team Angle in the world's greatest tag team. And I mean, it was just so good. Like, if I can find that video on YouTube, I'm gonna send you the link to it. Um, but I would. Shelton's already proved that he can carry a dumb gimmick like King of the Ring around with him and make it work. He had his mama out there. He dyed his hair gold, where he was the gold standard. Uh, his little backstage thing he had with Trish way back in the day. Uh, just. It would be great to see Shelton win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anybody besides Drew Mack wins, it'll be either Alexander or uh, Andrade. Yeah, I, personally, if, Alexander, or if Drew McIntyre doesn't win, then I think it's Andrade who wins it. Yeah. Well, this has been episode 43. It's been a really long one. It's really late here. I'm going to get this edited while I have a chance before I go to bed. We will be moving tomorrow, so I won't have I won't have internet until the twenty sixth. So that's... we're done. We don't have anything else to talk about. No, man, I gotta go to bed. Oh. You, did, did you watch uh, Straight Up Steve Austin this week? I tried to. I fell asleep both times. Oh man, you need to watch that. That shit was fucking hilarious. Is Austin's looking good? He does. Like he's looking. Ripped. Smackdown, Smackdown Live, October fourth. Oh shit. I gotta buy my tickets. You wanna know why? Cause that shit's here in LA. Hot damn. Uh oh. Are we gonna have an on site correspondent? We will. Absolutely. Ab- especially if they're be uh, they're, they're, fr- they're October 4th. That's a Friday night, right? Yep. Cause I have Friday nights off at that point. So yes, we will have a live correspondent at SmackDown Live Reunion. Aren't the tickets the- on sale now? They just went on sale yesterday. You better sale. hurry up. No, it's not AEW. You got you you ain't you got time. Yeah, I know. And besides pre-sale, they always sell the pre the cheap tickets or the shitty tickets for pre-sale. Yeah, today's today was Friday, so tickets are probably 
don't Probably. know. I'll get later. Um, my ass is going to be fucking TV screen, and you're going to see boots to the face, holding up a sign that says, Die, Rocky, die. How dare you? If his ass... No, okay, hold on. One side of my side will say, Die, Rocky, die. And that's going to pop up at the end of the car or end of the show when his ass doesn't show up. Wow. I'm going to be like... I'm going to be like... You, you, you ever watch Major League? Not in years. But you know how, like, they're like, the, the Indians suck, and they have their hats all crossed out and shit. Yeah. I'm gonna have my, I'm gonna have my rock shirt on. You smell what the rock is cooking. Have that shirt on, and then by the time they end of the card, that's just gonna be flipped inside out with a fucking die, Rocky die. It's gonna be like, a, a, you know, fight Kevin fight or fight Owens fight shirt, but it's gonna say die, ro- die, Rocky die. Just it's kind of you know, you know what. Speaking of The Rock and his conversation with Good Morning America the other day when he was talking about, oh, yeah, I had my first pay-per-view at Madison Square Garden. The people love me. Motherfucker, people booed your ass when you came out at Survivor Series. What the fuck are you talking about? What lies you spin in there? Ain't nobody cheering for your fucking blue tangly ass out there. Come on, man. Are we really ending the show with you bad-mouthing The Rock? Nah, I'm sorry. I love The Rock. Everyone knows that. <laughs> The Rock gets my money every fucking three months. I say, <laughs> I'll be at the movie in like two months when he's in the, the next movie comes out, and then I'll be at the movie theater Christmas or Jumanji two will get my money before Star Wars finale gets it. I'm just saying, The Rock, The Rock like fucking Disney right now. You put The Rock out there, and my money just goes to him. The Rock's like Disney. <laughs> this has been boots of face. Episode 43, where we predicted the King of the Ring tournament before anybody else will. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of King of the Ring coverage. We went ahead and got it out of the way now, our way too early King of the Ring predictions. And we talked we about will, you. We will have a King of the Ring uh, bracket posted. Please join us and just give us your picks. Whether it's another show out there wants to give us your picks or individuals, we love seeing the interaction from you guys. Please participate. Completely agreed. Uh, and I, I was listening. <laughs> Completely agreed. I haven't said that in a long time. I, I was going to say the same thing right now. I'm like, fuck, this guy. Uh, we covered G1. We covered a little bit of AEW. We covered Santana Garrett signing oh, NXT. We love, never, never mind. That's the bourbon talking right now. <laughs> We covered the return of the boss, Sasha Banks. We talked about it a lot. This has been a, a episode and a half almost of Boot to the Face, episode 43. For oh shit, we haven't plugged anything. Come on, man. Why don't we always wait till the we're, end? We're literally it's, fucking both wearing our shirts right now, and nothing's been said. ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. You can get you a B2TF shirt. Or a whiskey wrestling shirt. They're both fantastic. And Pro Wrestling Tees does good quality. Not uh, only that. Not only can you get one of each. You can fucking get multiple styles of each one. Whether it's a tank top for your girl. And if he is. By all means post your shirts away. Um, long sleeve. It doesn't matter. Rock that shit. Post it up. Send us pictures. Just I don't know. I don't really want to see some of y'all's girlfriends in the boot to the face shirt. Might bring the brand down. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm an asshole. Uh, 
at boot to the face on Twitter, Instagram, boot to the face underscore. Find us on Facebook. Uh, I'll try to get more active on the Facebook page. Uh, you can find Marty at a bearded master. You can find me at Rucker 2020. And this has been episode 43 Boot to the Face. I'm Chris Rucker. Peace. Later.